Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here at 1150 AM KKNW, we will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. What's that called? Revivify is the musicians, and it's Light Pillars. It is. Light Pillars. And um, I'm pretty I feel excited. Like I'm on a, I feel like I'm on a quest. I feel like I, this is what I needed in the car when I was driving here. <laughs> More people, uh, as per the stories you were saying, people, slow down, give a break, give hugs, not fists. Okay. Or the finger. <laughs> that too. It was horrible. And they got in a big fight in the road. That's what I'm saying. Around. Hugs, so, not fists. So we're going to listen to one of their songs at the end, and then while you're driving, you can just be all oh yeah. no place like ohm right it's Friday. yeah relax Woo! Enjoy it. life is good mm-hmm. all right we're island hopping again I, i'm on woodby and my co-host she lives on orcas island and welcoming um you t- this morning gretchen cramp good morning hey dita marie how are you good to see you again be with you again as always oh yeah oh you came to my house <laughs> oh my god i did i did we had the island transmutation yes you came to my house years ago and i have come to yours as well we did a little wine tasting man my life's a blur (laughs) (laughs) and we had an amazing talk oh thank you and i got to see you in person and and i did see you on orcas um for the totem pole uh journey is it totem pole yes yes and that was in may so i i have to tell our history our history is uh because i had to ask myself that is that I saw that Samantha uh, Perret was doing Perret. something at your house in Orcas Island, and I just picked up the phone and called Hartwood. In fact, under you, under my in my phone, you're under Hartwood. <laughs> I love it. And I said, "Hey, I'd like to come out and visit you." And you said, "Come on out." So I went uh, on a Friday after my show, and I. Uh, spent the night with uh, my our friend Babs. Babs. We've done a few shows on Babs. She she's she's with us in spirit like all the time. And mm-hmm. that night she goes, Dina Marie, there's dancing in East Sound. We're going. And I said, Cool, because I love to dance. And then we got there and it was really loud. But we were dancing and having a good time. And I was dancing with this woman all night. And then the next morning, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to your house to meet you and I was dancing. Yeah, we like to do some dancing here on Orcas Island without a doubt. That was a random house, which is actually, you know, again, shifted energies. And it's now the home of Island Time, where they make their marvelous uh, botanical products. But yeah, we danced the night away. And then the next day you came to Hartwood House, which is actually, if you're on Zoom with us, the background behind me, um, it was a house I had for a long time on Orcas, about 32 years. And um, I named it Hartwood because that was my grandfather's farm many, many, many years ago, my dad's business. And then when I moved to Orcas Island in the late 80s, um, I just named her Hartwood House. So she had been really a, a great gathering place on the island. We used to have lots of workshops and dances and uh, the the kitchen table was a place to gather stories. Lots of time around that table. You and I had tea around that table. Yeah, and, and the so. beauty of it was I had Brenda Michaels on the show that Friday, the Friday mm-hmm. I met you. And we were having tea and having a wonderful conversation. I call it the art of visiting. And your friend walked in and put an article with Brenda Michaels' face right there. And I think what's amazing is you're going to be co-hosting with me today, but you will eventually this fall be hosting your own show on Lift Your Spirits Radio. Mm -hmm. And you'll be right after Conscious Talk with Brenda Michaels. 
See, full circle. I love how that happens. Yeah, so I'm going to introduce you to some of my island friends during our time together today, and I'm really thrilled to, that I've gotten a chance to land with you here, um, because I think that we island women, um, we kind of weave people and, and lives together. I mean, that's one of the things you and I have done so much with our workshops and our being an invitation to have people just drop in and tell their stories or hosting people to meet one another or connecting people. You're a weaver that way too. That's you know someone and then you'll meet someone who needs to connect with the person that you know and you're so good at uh, weaving those relationships together too. My friend called me the spider woman weaving a web of community <laughs> and I can't there stop. There you go. I can't stop. I don't even know. It's, it's just magical and our um, I guess our connection is Sam and Babs. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how you met them. How do you know uh, how did you meet them? Well, Babs, I mean, our Babs, who is, again, in spirit form, as you said, was managing our um, aeronautical services, our UPS. And so she knew everybody on the island. She knew where everybody on the island lived. And people would drop in and drop packages off. But I think they went to see Babs more for her two-minute hug than even dropping their packages off. It was a, a bonus. Um, so Babs and, and Sam are such deep spiritual beings and Reiki practitioners, energy workers, and again, weavers, uh, they're kind of our web weavers as well. And so of course you'd be with them because <laughs> of the work that you do with your chakra and your Reiki as well. And Babs has, um, been teaching it with uh, Sam. So we had some Reiki trainings at Heartwood. My daughter Ryan actually kind of had this wonderful epiphany of uh, her intuitive being um, by doing her Reiki training with Samantha. And then there was Aaron, who was uh, Babs's best buddy, and Aaron McCarthy. Actually, <laughs> you're, I'm coming live actually from the Mermaid Lounge. And um, what Aaron had done is one winter created this beautiful colored stone mosaic of the mermaid. And it's sitting um, on my Mermaid Lounge out there. It was my COVID project to create a space for gathering when we finally came above the surface. So I opened up the Mermaid Lounge a week ago. And uh, it really all started with Aaron and Babs's mosaic that they created over a winter about five years ago. So, you know, we're, we're all connected to each other. It's that interconnectivity that I think is, is so special. In fact, we celebrated Interdependence Day as opposed to Independence Day this past week here. Well, and the beauty of it is the more I, I see your beautiful face and the more we talk the more I remember all the things we did, and I go back to uh, uh, meeting Sam, doing the Reiki training program, and all the, uh, we did street fairs, we call it taking Reiki to the streets, and uh, then she brought Babs along, and it was, just, what a beautiful, beautiful, gosh, I have to say, I, I, I look at my memory sometimes, because I went back and looked at, you know, some of the pictures I took at your place, I've lived an amazing life, and I know the most amazing human beings, I feel so blessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, and you know, like holding that, that really precious space where you are right now, I 
found this wonderful book. It's a memoir called Heartwood, and it's written by Barbara Becker. And I, I want to read a bit of it to you because it speaks to what we're talking about that core. So she says um, that, you know, Heartwood is about strength in what remains and the virtue of listening to our innermost source of stability and stillness. It's about how trusting the natural cycle of life and loss can help us to better live our lives. And so even having this moment to drop in and talk about Babs and talk about Aaron and talk about the journey that we've taken with each other, those are the things that really keep people with us, even when they've left this plane. Mm -hmm. And um, that's so important to me. And when I talk about people, meet. I love my heart warms up. It's just, it you know, and I feel like they're, they're almost with us. They are with us. I don't feel like they're, they're always, always with, us. with us. I know. Uh -huh. and, and I think she dances through me and uh, swims through me <laughs> and drives with me in my van. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. But uh, I also you have a great connection with Woodby Island. I do, I do, South Whidbey, where you live now. Yeah, I've been part of the new stories and Whidbey Institute community um, for the last five, six years. Oh my gosh, 10 years. I mean, we started working with Thriving Communities and the Thriving Communities Conference about 10 years ago. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show, too, about some upcoming uh, fairs and things in the Salish Sea that really build on the bioregion strength of local foods and um, medicinals and healing and all the good things that we really have in our communities. So I know South Whidbey is very verdant right now. We have lots of visitors here on Orcas. You've got lots of visitors down on Whidbey. But uh, think about the things that we can offer those folks who are living in the cities or in very hot places. Um, you know, finally, our temperatures have cooled off, but to be able to be along the coast and to have this light, uh, breezy weather is such a gift. And we've got lots of guests that are visiting us. And I forget that May I, they leave inspired. <laughs> I've had three different jobs at the Visitor Information Center. So I ran a Visitor Information Center in Snohomish. I was their Main Street director. Okay. And then I did the chamber job, right, at mm -hmm. uh, Camino. So people walk in, I get out the map. <laughs> and that's why they're like, I love this lady. Because they, they drive up, they don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. You know, what's a family-friendly restaurant or and I do. There's women that travel alone. And I say, I only tell a few people about this, but I do retreats. Here's uh -huh. a labyrinth that would be institute. Go there by yourself, walk in the woods, get lost, and then, you know, spend some quality time with yourself and find your inner inner voice. And they are just happy as clams on high tide. <laughs> I love that. Well, and that's why our guests the, today, we're going to have a really good time when we come back from the next break, because uh, we've got Edie Culper coming up. And Edie is one of those people who sees Orcas Island through her camera and through her inspired vision. So we'll hear about what she shares about our island. And uh, it certainly makes it easier for the locals to feel connected and for visitors to know where to go. And you know me and my photos. I, if I'm having a, I would do my own chakra readings and normally my third eye, because there's a lot going on I don't want to see, you know, and yeah. so it might be closed. And then, you know, I need to get out and by myself exercise. And I like, I saw deer this morning. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's nothing, gosh, better than to focus on the beauty of this world. So I think photography is a chakra prescription 
you know, as long as you're focusing on something that lifts your spirits, sunsets, sunrises, yep. uh, gosh, just the water, because um, it's all different around the island even. So, yeah, and I love the labyrinth. I actually did my own little retreat, uh, Woodby Institute. Did you? Yeah, because I just needed to get away, and there was nobody there. <laughs> yeah. That was yesterday. But, I, you know, I need time alone. And, and Woodby Institute, I they're not back up to full swing, but they are starting to post things with the new stories mm-hmm. and um, – um, I, I'm pretty excited to actually go back and forth from Orcus to mm-hmm. uh, Woodby with you, and, and hopefully you'll come back. I know you will, and I'll get back over to Orcus. So um, w- a little bit about uh, Heartwood-inspired living, so the traveling sure. Heartwood-inspired living. Yeah, that was the big thing. I mean, after 32 years, we sold the house two years ago, um, really in service to, well, I always promised my kids I would never leave them a garage full of stuff to have to go through. And so I thought moving would definitely get that started. And two years in, I'm down to my last 20 boxes. I still have a lot of beautiful stuff, but the too many treasures are not going to land on their laps. And then, you know, aging parents. My mom um, was 90 and needed some extra help and I needed to be agile enough to go and spend time with her. And my husband's mom is actually in the UK and um, aging and needing a little more support. So we're living in smaller space, my garden, which at Hartwood, you can see how much I used to have behind me. Now it's about a four by 20 box that's much easier and it's full of herbs. So. The waterings are far less as well, but Heartwood inspired living is in me. It's it's like a traveling thing. It's not just a a place-based thing. And so that was my, um, the gift of being able to realize that I carry that with me and it goes on, even though the house is now in good hands with Susan and, you know, still doing what it does, but without me in the in the Hestia role of holding this, the center and Heartwood Inspired Living is going to just uh, be from wherever I am. If it's the Mermaid Lounge or it's the Isle of Man, it will yeah. be from wherever I am. And freedom. And, and I love what you did. You saw right. my space, how it's a little yeah. cottage. And I think it's such a gift to give to your children because it's it's super painful after someone's passed to then to go through all their stuff oh. and let go of it for them. So doing it now, I, that's, that's my advice for anybody, you know, less is more, spend right. more time doing the things you love and less time, you know, um, what do you call it? You have to do stuff. You have to take care of the gutters. You have to do this. I mean, yeah. it's nice to drive up and say, oh, the sunshine, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> that's freedom. Exactly. And you got to do it with your grandkids. And this week I'm going to get to do it with my grandgirls. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the part of our life right now that we're in to have that mobility and freedom to be able to go where we need to be. Um, and with this, we can stay connected, which is so wonderful. Yeah, and I'm learning. I'm learning how to do it. I was running around. I had a Zoom call. So Sam had to call me and teach me how to do it by my with my phone yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> my, my camera doesn't do my I don't know how to fix my camera on Zoom. So I just texted her like right before and she just got me all going and she helped me. So Sam, actually, we connected yesterday she's so cute well sam's with us too as always she's a strand strand in this this uh weave that we've uh well the web we've woven yes yeah and she's doing well she got she's going to the y 
and going swimming. All of us sitting around in front of our Zoom for too long, you know, now it's nice to see people getting out and getting, you know, the exercise they need and, and smiling and seeing people they love. So, yeah, because when I first saw you. Without their mask on, you mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> when I saw you, because uh, we had our masks on when I saw you, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a year or so that I've seen you, of course, a year and a half. God, time's crazy. Yeah. And I yeah. looked at you and the first thing I want to do is hug and kiss you and jump up and down. But I, uh-huh. I haven't seen you for a while. So we were kind of odd with our masks. Uh-huh. And then it was nice just to, later on to actually talk and see your, your beautiful face. It's, you know, I mean, the the unmasking of our world and being able to see people's smiles, it's such a connection. They actually say that um, more of our recognition comes from our our mouth and our our chin and our smile than it even does our eyes. So something to keep in mind, the whole face, the whole person. I believe it. We're going to take our first break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You'll receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Lift your spirits at Bayview Healing Suites on beautiful Whidbey Island. Bayview Healing Suites offers treatments in beauty, health, and wellness and is located at Bayview Corner, open seven days a week. Sonia Sushagani offers acupuncture and traditional Eastern herbal medicine that restores balance within your body, mind, and spirit. You can reach out to her to book your wellness and self-care session at goldenearthhealingarts.com. Take some time for yourself to relax at Bayview Healing Suites in Bayview Corner. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And my co-host this morning is Gretchen Crump from Orcas Island. 
<laughs> nice to be back. And with us, we've got Edie Culper. Edie is a, a friend of mine and a neighbor from Orcas Island. And she's one of the people that I follow. She's uh, just an amazing creative photographer, mom, island woman. And I wanted to um, have her join us because of her connection to our island. So Edie, welcome. Nice to have you with us. Hi, thank you. So tell me a little bit about how you got to Orcas Island and what inspired you to, to come and live on an island in the Salish Sea. About uh, six years before we moved here, we've lived here nine years, about six years before we started coming and we just fell in love with it. We lived in Santa Barbara and my husband was a professor at Santa Barbara City College for um, accounting. And we visited about six summers. And after the sixth one, my husband said, you know, the men in my family tend to die young. Let's just, let's just move there. <laughs> I don't want to wait until I'm 70 or 75. Let's just go. So he gave up his dream job and uh, we moved here. So he, he retired early and now uh, we, we've gotten to raise our kids since they were young here. And it's been amazing. Yeah, I love that. You know, 80 years ago when we moved to Orcas, we came from Washington, D.C., and my kids were in elementary school, and um, there was a young family down the road, my best friend Julie Fraser and uh, Cy Fraser and their kids, and their daughter Johanna came in and she said, Mama, Mama, there's kids in the woods. Aww. And now my kids are, you know, grown and flown. But when your kids who were little came and were in the woods between our house, I was drawn back to that Mama, Mama, there's kids in Aww. the woods. Your yeah, sons are amazing. <laughs> and it's such a different life because you come here from a city and you can have all of a sudden geese and ducks and you can you can raise pigs and you can you can have a huge garden not that we couldn't have where we were before but for some reason we just it just wasn't the lifestyle there and here your your mind is open to all kinds of opportunities so it's really fun you you get to see uh different sides of yourself that didn't even you didn't even know existed mm -hmm. but you were a photographer before you came to orcas I was a wedding photographer part-time mm -hmm. and uh, well, you, you just work on the weekends anyway, because that's when people get married mostly, but um, it was perfect because uh, my husband brought, brought home the bacon and then I got to do my passion on the weekends when I wasn't being with my kids. Um, it was perfect. I didn't have to be away from them very long. And then I could go be a fly on the wall and see, see everyone's idea of their perfect day. So it was awesome. Mm -hmm. I loved it. But you've been doing a lot of traveling, too. Yeah, I have always wanted to go a lot of places and see different cultures. My major was cultural anthropology, and I just love learning about how people live around the world and how different people live. I think I think what started it was when I was a kid, we uh, lived in a very dull place. We lived in um, very hot concrete Dallas. And the only bit of culture that came in our lives was National Geographic. So growing up, that every time that came in our house, there was some spread on Africa. And I just thought, I got to go to Africa. So that's been in my, my blood since then. So um, yeah, I did a lot of traveling before, before I met my husband. And now 
we're starting to travel again. Um, we went to Kenya with our kid, or I went to Kenya with our kids and stayed in an orphanage. And um, we think we might be going to Italy, but we're not sure. <laughs> it's a little different right now, but we we planned a trip in the dark months just for fun. So a COVID a COVID dream. <laughs> a COVID. We needed a dream. That's right. <laughs> You know, that's, we didn't know if we could, if the end was ever something we could see. We needed something we could see. Well, tell me a little bit about what inspired you to do Life on Orcas Island. Oh, that's so funny. Um, my husband was, my husband is a, is a triathlete just because he's passionate about it, not because they're racing. Always on his bike. <laughs> Always on his bike. So everybody around, around the island, he's like the mascot. They see him either running or biking or they see him at the pool swimming. So he listens to audiobooks when he bikes and he usually listens to books about psychology and um, deeper topics. And now and then he'll just have a book that's sort of an interim book until he gets the book he wants. And he was listening to a book called, I think, uh, Notes from a Blue Bike. And it was this woman who I think is a mom and she, she, had, a, she had a blog and um, she ended up writing a few books. And as he was listening to this book, he said, Edie, you have got to write a blog. You should be a blog writer. And I said, why? And he said, well, I'm listening to this book and this woman writes so similarly to how you write and you love to write, you love to take photos. She just does her passion. She just, she basically what happened is she and her husband didn't have to work anymore because she started writing her blog and then her husband started managing it and it started doing great. And you should do that. And you loved her. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't even have social medias. I'm not interested in being on Facebook, reading other people's stuff. I just am off in left field. I, I'm not even on the computer much. And he said, well, you don't have to read other people's blogs to be a blog writer. And I said, yeah, you're right. I, and he said, you don't have to necessarily be on social media all the time. You just, just write, write and write. And I said, you're right. So one day I got sick and I was up in bed and I thought, this is the day I'll start a blog. <laughs> so, so I started. I love that. So, you, so you're sick in bed and you decide you're going to start a blog. What was yeah. your first blog post? It was about, um, I believe it was about Mara Lynn. Uh, Mara Lynn is a gardener in town and she does all kinds of other things, but she's a very interesting person. And she was working at um, what is Orca Song Farm now. Mm -hmm. So she was the gardener at the time. And so I went there and the best thing about Orcas Island is you can find people out doing amazing things. They're not, they're not advertising it anywhere, but you can just go find, <clears throat> like your kids said, there are kids in the woods. There are people out in the woods and people <laughs> out on the coast doing amazing things that you just go find them. And it's, it's fascinating to interview them and to uh, photograph them. So that's what she was doing. And I just went out to her to Orca Song, what's now Orca Song. And, oh, it's just the most beautiful setting. And uh, so anyway, she was the first one. I love that. You know, I mean, your photographs and you have... I mean, your writing it really brings the island into view and you tell the story of people, which I love, and your photographs, but your son photographs with you too, doesn't he? Well, my son is a tech kind of guy and he is kind of known around the island for helping seniors with their technology. And he started when he was 11 at what's our uh, Orcas Senior Center. Mm -hmm. And he started 
by teaching classes to all of the any seniors that wanted to show up so about every other week there would be about five or six seniors who would show up with all their technology whether there's their printers their computers their iphones whatever and they'd say i don't know what to do on this and he would help them he would just go through every person dial them in with everything they needed to do so he did that about four years and now he loves drones and he has the best uh camera technology that that you could have and so <clears throat> I thought about having uh, doing wedding photography with him because he would just nail uh, nail it. He but um, funny things have happened during COVID times, which is, which have made me have to homeschool here and there, and I didn't want to be distracted by other things. So I'm still momming mostly. <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. But Evan's amazing. He's 15. Yeah. Right. Right. So think about all those seniors that he helped with their technology who were able to Zoom or FaceTime with their families when COVID hits. I love that about his generous spirits and how he uses his gifts in the world. He's really awesome that way. Plus, he also does some gardening, too. So he's able to do and he's amazing. I, I'm biased, but he's he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I know that I, I'm just checking with Dean and Marie, who's always a really good guide and service. Uh, anything that you think we need to know about Edie that's, uh, you well, were both at the uh, totem pole journey. True, but when I come come over, will your son help me? <laughs> I'm a senior. <laughs> I'm a senior. He'll gladly help you. It's his passion. I would love to meet him. I could hire yeah, him yeah. right away. Okay, yeah. Well, the the... I just, I guess it was you. You sent me something, um, Gretchen, about the totem pole. And like I, I grabbed uh, Kasara, who's doing shows too, Lift Your Spirits with Radio. And we got in her mini and we went straight to Orcas Island. And it was, the, it was really, it was beautiful. Actually, I started crying. The speakers, you know, who was talking. So mm -hmm. what's some history on that? Actually, what was fascinating about that event was... Um, well, that's another orcas, very orcas thing. Uh, you, we, from where our house is, we walked along the beach to get to where that event was. And on orcas, you're either walking through a forest or along a beach to get where something is or through some trail. And um, we don't even need to use our cars because we live near our car because we live right near town. And as we were walking toward the event, you can hear all the... Uh, the hubbub happening, but what was so different about it is that Orcas is a place where there are always events and always people gathering. But during the COVID times, it was hard to even find another human being out walking, even though there's all that nature and all of that openness to be out in um, mm -hmm. that was safe. I would go on walks and I would rarely see anyone. So the totem pole event was one of the first times we all saw each other again. Um, we were all outside and we were still masked at the time. And you could hear the voice down the beach before we even got there of this man who was one of the, the main carver of the totem pole. And he's this small framed yet a uh, large voiced man. And he was, uh, he was yelling his, uh, not yelling, uh, just very projecting all of his uh, thoughts about what's really important that people are still overlooking about um, women that are being um, 
quietly harmed in their culture and uh, the environment that's just still being, you know, it's funny how every few years we decide that we're, we as a whole in our country are gonna be very environmental. And then, and then all of a sudden people start buying big cars again and you know going on and now after covid we're all we're all wanting to go see the world again so it harms the environment too so it was it was very interesting all the things he was saying um and then afterwards when he was all done i i i started talking to him a little bit on the side and he has this very small uh uh voice that, that he doesn't use for for his projecting voice but anyway it was fascinating and they were just going around the, the country telling people that we need to think about the environment we need to think about women uh we need to keep keep at it because we're gonna lose some of these we're constantly losing species and things like that so yeah, that was Joel James. Yes, he's a he's a carver with Alumni Nation, and they have done a number of totem poles. And so that one is on its way to the East Coast, uh, to Washington D.C. So the Red Road, and it's on your blog now. Yes. So if people are interested in reading about that day or seeing the totem pole and jewels, they can find it. Um, what is your website, Edie? It's called lifeonorcasisland.com, mm -hmm. and it just gives an uh, an overview if you want to feel like you want you want to know more about what what Orcas Island is like if you don't live here, and if you do live here or if you aren't connected but you want to see things that are going on, um, it's just a window into life here. And I want to say because islands are surrounded by water, they were talking about the salmon and and our our waters and you know th that's that's the feminine and the, the emotions and all these things that are so important and i think that's why island life is so good you can't not see the water so you know i know right. i know when something is not right because i it wasn't that way last year or you know there's just being around water just makes you more conscious and we need to take care of it and that's what i was really getting out of it in the in the in our orcas and the whales and orcas island right it's all about water really i love the water on orcas island <laughs> So it's what a blessing that we have water, fresh, clean water. So I just have to bring up water. I think it's yeah. essential. <laughs> and sometimes you, you know, you get so spoiled by the ocean that I think, I don't know if I could live anywhere else except right on the ocean because I've been so spoiled by it. It's, it would be really hard to live inland. That's right. I know the view behind me is the view we have from our, our windows, right, Edie? I mean, it's just into the sound in the in the village. So yeah, and the I'm light at the same view out my window right now as your view right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank mm -hmm. you for being with us. And I hope to see you in person and your son's going to help me with my zoom yes anytime <laughs> anytime nice to meet you all right Edie, thank you so much for joining us this morning and uh, please take a look at Edie's blog life on workers island um, and we'll see you on the streets thanks thank you bye, -bye. bye stay tuned we'll be right back with more you're listening to lift your spirits with dina marie your medical expenses increasing, but your health is not improving? True Health offers unique services where Kasara empowers clients with intuition, education, and proven resources. Better choices can be made 
when information is available. Now's the time to visit TrueHealth.com. That's T-R-U-Health.com. And schedule your appointment to achieve your health goals. Your body will thank you. In these changing times, it's the perfect opportunity to learn new techniques that can bring calm back into your being. If you are ready to love living life, read Marla Williams' new book, The Being Zone. It will become your guidebook for creating the life you always dreamed of. Learn more about her book and online training program at TheBeingZone.com. I invite you to tune into Lift Your Spirits Radio on the first Friday of the month for Love Living Life with Marla Williams. Call in for free coaching advice that is guaranteed to lift your spirits. Tired of pain relievers that do not work? At Resonant Botanicals, they believe in natural solutions, in relieving pain and anxiety. They make handcrafted hemp oil lotions and creams that relieve pain, calm the mind, relax the body, and induce a restful night's sleep naturally. Resonant Botanicals is a family-owned business with a passion for using the best plant-derived organic ingredients. You can buy with confidence with their 100% money-back guarantee. To see all that they have to offer, visit ResonantBotanicals.com today. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. Nice to have you here on Lift Your Spirits Radio. I'm Gretchen, and I'm here with Dina Marie. Um, And our next guests are uh, Josie and Burke, who are also from Orcas Island. Um, That song that we have coming back in is called Light Pillars. It's one of the many pieces that we've had on the show today that Burke and Josie have through their program and revivify is the name of their group so welcome josie and burke thanks for having us here so josie burke i'm really interested in hearing a bit about what uh, brought you to orcas island and share with us uh, a bit about what you're seeing right now and the place that you are yes we are blessed to be perched up uh looking out over west sound so looking west towards sunset view it's a very special spot on island, and um, we caretake here on island. That's that's how we, you know, find our artist's way um, by helping others with their large properties and things. And um, we really were both brought to Orcas by spirit, by great mystery. We, we both felt the deep calling to the island and. When we arrived here, we were just held by it and we were offered opportunities and places to stay. And um, we've been here, I've been here for three years now and Burke's been here for 
almost six. Almost six years, yep. Yep, and we've just been able to really go deep into our art because of um, being grounded on the island and having this as our home base. And certainly Orcas Island as a place to create is one of the best places in the world. Any artist who's ever come to Orcas Island has been like, oh my goodness, I feel so grounded here. I feel so creative here. And it's really held our music in a really fascinating way because songs come through us. We're doing our best to keep up. We're, we're working on creating a studio right now. So we've been getting all the materials to do that. It's very, very exciting. Uh, winters here also can be a very deepening time to be able to really settle into that creative spirit. So Orcus has been very good to us, Gretchen. It's a great question. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, Burke, you and I met many years ago and um, Edie was talking a bit about her first blog being about Marilyn and Orcas Song Farm and going out to the farm. And you and I have shared time on Orcas Song as, as well. So I love all the synchronicities we have in this group here today. Absolutely. When I heard Marilyn's name, I just had a big smile on my face. I started thinking about the elder in the garden program and all the things that were going on at that time and it was such a great thing and Marlon is such an amazing spirit so I can't wait to read that blog actually that sounds like a good a good read. So. Uh -huh. That's that's great so the, the the kind of music that you've been making um, maybe you can share a little bit about what inspired your um, I mean you bring your unique instrumentations to this and Burke you've been many many instruments and and recording over the years that i've known you um tell me a bit about how revivify came to be yeah thanks it's a really good question um we officially became a band in the spring of 2019 but we met at a cacao ceremony um at oddfellows hall actually in 2018 and we sang our first song together and there was immediate chemistry it was like we'd been playing together for years. So we knew there was a special magic there. And as we started performing and sharing, people were giving us feedback of like, wow, I feel so uplifted by your music. I feel such a heart resonance and a heart centered, um, you know, energy from your music. And as we started playing more, we started being like, well, we want to be a band. Um, and we really started meditating and thinking about it over that dark winter, <laughs> that first winter that we were together, uh, where we were really going deep into, you know, coming out of spring as a band. And we were thinking about our music and the energy of it, of like uplifting, rejuvenating, what is it? And we came across the word revi, and it's a word that we never really use in our common um, language, but it means um, to add new life or vigor to. And <laughs> we feel that with the hand pan and the frame drum and all of the flutes and many instruments that both of us play, um, there's a freshness to our music because a lot of times um, I love to compose and Burke likes to improvise. So together I kind of create the structure and Burke's able to improvise. And then sometimes we can play for, you know, three to five minutes on something that we've never played before. Um, mm. So there's a freshness to the energy that um, people can tell that it's just coming straight, you know, from spirit through us. We're really just channels for um, music to flow through. And when we perform, you know, it's it was a great gift. Like recently we performed at the community co-op for their seventh anniversary and we set up and we did a two hour 
uh, performing there. We did more like a prayer performance because we have <laughs> songs that we've composed and we play, but really getting into the zone and watching who's there and the kids that are there and then starting to improvise around that energy, that's what really fuels us. And that's what makes people so excited because they can, like Josie said, they know that we're there in the moment and we're making the music up in the moment and it's meaningful in that way. It's not just something where some pop song we're regurgitating. Not that that's an easy thing to do, but our thing is a little bit more fresh acoustic fusion as it were, so. Well, I love that emergence. I think that so much of what has uh, has inspired people is the ability to be in emergence. Again, if COVID taught us anything, <laughs> we need that flexibility. And your music has such a, a lift to it and a gentleness that it really does support. I I, I move to it frequently. Um, you know, my kitchen counter calisthenics. There's nothing like loosening too many Zoom meetings up with some of the music that you guys make. It's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, well, th thanks for that reflection. And our, our new album that we're working on will be out in the early 2022. Um, it's called Seasons of Madrone. We're really into trees and the Madrone uh, on Orcus has been such a moving energy for us. We just, we, we see those trees, we put our hands up, we have a special hand signal every time we see a Madrona. We, we, we go to the trees, we meditate with the trees, we play with the trees. And so that project just came out in the last six months. So we're, we're working really hard. We've created, Josie has composed a bunch of hand pan pieces for that project and we're working on the flute pieces. So we're excited to share that with the community uh, in just, uh, just a few months, hopefully. Oh, that'll be a beautiful rollout. Hey, Josie, I'd love to actually tap into, um, because you you are working with drums, but you're also working with women in drumming. Can you give us a little bit of information about that? Yeah, thanks for asking. It's really one of my core passions. Um, I grew up as a musician my whole life, um, but didn't come into drumming until I got my lesson from my my uh, world percussion uncle, who's very famous touring out there doing his thing, and he gave me my first frame drum lesson, automatically felt so connected to it. And there's a long lineage of women frame drummers all the way back to the ancient times. Women used the drum as a way to, um, you know, ceremonialize and connect to one another and connect in the goddess traditions. The heartbeat, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, the heartbeat, the, our first mother, right, being in the womb, hearing the pulse of our mother. We are rhythm, right? All of our cells and our heart, everything has a rhythmic pulse. Um, so I felt really connected to the spirituality of the drum and to um, creating a pathway for women who feel like there isn't space for them to be a drummer, that it's so... Um, there isn't a lot of programs or a lot of support for women to follow that path. And they might not feel supported in the traditional um, musical system um, to be drummers because they don't see other women taking on that role. Um, so it's really my passion because that's what happened to me. I always wanted to be a drummer and didn't feel like there was space for my femininity. Um, so that's why I hold circles here on island. I also do one-on-one -on -one Zoom consultations and lessons and I get to you know, meet people from all around the world and share in the tradition of the drumming, both the technical and the spiritual aspect. So it's amazing. Do you have a website for, for that particular project, Josie? I do. It's called therhythmswithin.com. Okay. 
Yeah. And she teaches both handpan and frame drum, um, and she's really good at both. It's pretty amazing to watch her do her thing. And, so and your website for your music, what's that? One more time, do you know so, so if people want to contact you about music, the two of you, what's that web website? That website is vivifymusic.com. Yay. Vivify.com. And we're going to have a time to have a, a little bit deeper sound of their music before we close our time today. So Burke's got a project I, I wanted to, to, to name as well. And I'm, it, I don't know how formal it is, Burke, but I follow you around your um, piece through sunsets. And I'm looking at a black and white of a beautiful sky. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. So I've been on Orcas now and we live in one of the most beautiful places. And then I came across uh, Orcas Island photos and I'm like, wow, look at all these photos. So I thought I'm just going to start posting my photos up there. And and so I decided I'll just put a hashtag, Peace Through Sunsets, because I'm really into sunsets, Gretchen, if you haven't figured that out yet. I love, I love it. doing time lapses, the places where we live. We are we're in a place where it's uh, we have beautiful sunsets. So I just love being in nature and capturing things and sharing it with my community. So, so you can find that sunsets. on Facebook, right? On uh, Orcas Island photos and peace through sunsets. Yeah. If you hashtag it, hashtag peace through sunsets. Yep. Great, Edie. You've got a few more people to to, to follow and write about. So I'm going to shift gears here because I do want to have some time for for Burke and Josie to talk about the Northwest Herbal Fair that's coming up in August. So let's shift gears and um, I wish we had our poster to put up, but we will put it with our show notes. Burke, tell us a little bit about your history with it and what uh, what people can do to participate in 2021. Thank you, Gretchen. So back in 1996, Michael Skeeter Polarski, a local permaculturist and amazing herbalist, uh, had an idea. He's like, we should get together, people together, to talk about herbalism and to teach people about herbalism. So we had our first gathering at the River Farm in Whatcom County in 1996. Uh, we did that 10 years in a row. Our community was growing about a thousand people a year. We were having 50 workshops or more. Music is an incredible community event. In 2005, our event ended for six years. In 2011, we came back for another amazing event at Fire Mountain Scout Camp. And then 10 years have gone by, Gretchen. The team's come back together. Skeeter is still incredibly, he's organizing four events this summer. The Herbal Fair is right there. So Josie and I are on the core council team. We've been working for the last three months putting this together. It's gonna to be an incredible weekend. It's August 20th to the 22nd. It's in a new venue this year called Lake Leland Amphitheater. It's just south of Port Townsend near Quilcene on the Olympic Peninsula, just a ferry right away. Um, it's gonna be a full weekend of workshops, herbal workshops, intensives. There's gonna be a vending village where people are gonna be vending herbal products, but also uh, massage and healing stuff and modalities. It's gonna be beautiful in that way. And of course, we've got a whole weekend lined up of music. Uh, Josie and I are curating the Peace Through Music main stage. Nice. I just got hired as the new director of the Peace Through Music Foundation. So I'm excited to put those two projects together. It's a very amazing thing for me. And, and the one little bit there is that our bands are lined up. They're, they're amazing music, but we're having one particular band, Trillian Green, who 20 years ago was uh, took the West Coast by storm as an acoustic trio of cello, silver flute, and djembe drum. They sold thousands of CDs. So we're excited. They're coming back for a reunion gig to headline our Herbal Fair this year on Saturday. So what a gift. Wonderful. That sounds super exciting. And I know that, I'm, you know, South Whidbey, 
um, Whidbey Island, Orcas Island, San Juan Islands, you can get there, Coopville Ferry, but you want to get a reservation, right? We absolutely do. <laughs> and we all know the ferries this summer are a little wacko, so just be patient. But definitely, if you're going to take the Coopville, get your ferry early. And uh, Any chance that there's some uh, transportation for walk-ons, anything there that's making it easier for people to leave their cars behind? It's an excellent question, Gretchen. We're absolutely working on that right now. So we just had a meeting yesterday. We're discussing options. We're still six weeks out and working out some of those finer tuning uh, pieces there. But that's a great question. We'll put. How about camping and tickets? So camping is on site. You can do that. The tickets are located at nwherbalfair.com. Nwherbalfair.com is our website. All the information for weekend reservations are up there. You can come for the whole weekend, which we totally applaud and hope that you do, but you can have day tickets uh, easily come for the day and the night. So if you wanted to come on Saturday to do the day and do all the workshops, go through the vendor village and check out the evening music, you could totally do that. Um, we're expecting a lot of local folks, but we're really welcoming people from all over the region for sure. And camping and dropping in, it's a rustic, it's a rough, rustic site. It's a camping thing. So come ready to camp and be with your community. That's the funnest part about it. So. Weaving community. I love it. And I love how long you've been involved in it, Burke. Um, what we're going to do at this juncture is kind of uh, wrap our time up so we can hear some music from Revivify before we close today. So I want to thank Dina Marie for inviting me to co-host with her and uh, Edie and Culper and Josephine and Burke for being with me today. Um, Edie's blog is lifeonorchis.com and revivify.com for music. Um, which we'll be ending our show with. Dana Marie, I'm going to hand it back to you if there's anything else you'd like to add before we go to Revivify's music. Wow, I just feel so blessed right now. I got to just sit back and like I was in the, you're in the driver's seat. You did an amazing job being my co-host. <laughs> Woo, that was so relaxing. Always fun to fly with you, sister. <laughs> you set your intentions for some support and some community and they come in with, and, and I just feel super blessed to still have Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie during this time. And um, you can reach out to me at dina-marie.com if you want to come out to Woodby Island and uh, do a tour with me and do the labyrinth. Otherwise, uh, thank you, Gretchen, and come back next week for more people, place, and activities that will lift your spirits. Mm -hmm.